All right, everybody, let's hop in. We're here with Rich Kozak. So stoked to be here with him. You guys probably heard this in the intro, but Rich and I have become very good friends. Um, I'm going to break the secret here. He's one of the only clients we've ever let ride in my truck with me. So <sighs> the secret is out, Rich. <laughs> Don't tell my lawyer. <laughs> the story behind this, guys, is that our lawyers are like, whenever we do an event, like, don't let anybody ride in your car with you. But Rich and I are like, oh, whatever, we'll make it happen. He's, he promised not to tell anyone. So I figured I'd let him let him off the hook on the on the interview wow. today. So my um, shoulders feel lighter. Thank you. He's like, oh. <laughs> you don't have to lie to your wife anymore. You can tell your wife. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm so very excited to have Rich here, guys, because we're gonna really deep dive. Um, one of the, what I would consider most important parts of a business, which is understanding what your brand is, who you are and how you fit into your brand. And the funniest thing on this, so his company, rich brands, you guys go check it out. It's richbrands.com. Um, my Not team org. thinks it's org. Yep. Um, I still don't know why you did that, rich. We're going to make you change that someday. Richbrands.org. Um, but what I can tell you guys is my team thinks that his last name is brands. So whenever I'm like, yeah, rich Kozak, they're like, who like rich, rich brands. Oh yeah. Rich brands. So, um, he obviously knows what he's doing because we've, we've been indoctrinated into who his brand is. So mm. rich, so excited to have you on here today. It's going to be a good one. So I'm really pleased to be here. This is, this is like you said, really, really important even more important because people are misperceive what brand is and when they realize it, their, their shoulders lighten. Yeah, absolutely. And I've watched you do that with clients for a long time now, actually. And I, I see your clients and how, like if I were to, to personify you and your brand, it's clarity, right? It's, it's clarity of language. You've helped me stop using the word verbiage um, <laughs> and about 15 other words in our, in our time knowing each other. So um mm. He's going to catch me five times today, guys, now. So I'm going to be really careful with what I say. But but Rich, give us a little bit of insight into your story, first and foremost. You know, I, I want to know, what was that moment for you where you're like, I'm the brand guy? <laughs> well, I've been two brand guys. So the aha moment was in the, on the second one um, for, well, frankly, for 46 years, I have been creating and defining and languaging brands and launching them. And the largest chunk of my career was about 20 years as the executive vice president of what you might call a high tech, like the clients were technology products many times, uh, ad agency or actually an integrated marketing communications firm. So we did everything in marketing execution. But in the beginning of the year or the beginning of the relationship, we would focus on the brand that they brought us and signing us. And whether it was being perceived correctly, whether it was being misperceived, whether they were thinking they were one thing and the world was thinking they were something else. And I had partners in 21 countries and a partnership that taught the principles to be in global branding consultants and sit on brand teams that move clients from country to country. So it was addictive. I was loving it. And at 50 years old, I was still doing all nighters. <gasps> Okay, coffee and chocolate uh, all over the, and uh, I had been doing it quite a while, and I changed my prayer, uh, going to work. Lord, I'm going to resign 
this addictive career. I figured I was going to have a heart attack and I have a, I've been married 46 years and 51 Valentine's days. I have two wonderful sons, both Eagle Scouts. I mean, it's like, I didn't want to leave the planet because I was addicted to my job. Lord, show me what you want me to do. I'm ready. And I stopped doing branding only to be asked by individuals. Can you help me with my brand? Well, I don't do that anymore. No, you, you still do it. You just don't charge for it. You know, <laughs> so the second phase of rich in branding was realizing that when I, and if there were an aha moment, it was sitting in the choir loft. I, I guess I was listening to a message and I realized what I was doing with individuals. This was about eight years ago. And there'll be a lot more years after this. I'm doing this a long time, but this is a wonderful thing that I get to do now. So realize that when you reach into someone's heart where they can clearly see the impacts their work will have on others' lives or on an industry or on the world they touch, if it's in their heart and they can clearly see it, even if they're not making those impacts, and we write those things down, you know, who and what are the levels of impacts, you can define the brand you must become to make those impacts. And if it's in their heart, they didn't come up with their, you know, thing, oh, I can help a plumber. You know, it came from their heart. Who put that in there? So the aha moment was, this isn't my work. This is God's work. And if we make people more abundant in their business by racing them to the impacts they clearly see making, they'll have a platform from which it's much easier to step into why they're actually here. So the reason I'm back in branding I work for somebody new now, <laughs> okay? And I think I work for the same God you do, fella. And it's like, I get to do this work. I work a lot, but it doesn't feel like work. It, I mean, I spend a lot of hours. My choice, it feels like love because clarity, and I'll go back to your comment, when you build a foundation of clarity, for an individual and what they say they do and the impacts that they clearly see and you're painting a picture for those people. This is what we see for you. When you do that with a foundation of clarity, you become a magnet and everything your brand says and does aligns. Come on. Yeah. And you feel comfortable with your brand, which hasn't been slapped on you. It's come from you. And it's purely you, your umbrella brand that is named and titled for whatever you are that makes you unique. That is a unique and defensible positioning. Who knew that? <laughs> Who knows it? Very few people know there's even a thing of impact-driven branding or seven steps to ensure your brand impacts people's lives in the world. They just don't know because people don't. The world doesn't teach branding. It sells marketing using the word brand. Hey, this will be good for your brand or well, your niche and your essence is a function of your micro, whatever, you know, it's like <laughs> it's entrancing language made to entrance you and sell branding, but they don't teach it. When you get this, you are the champion of your own brand. Heck, you can teach this to your children to help them guide their lives. It's remarkable. So I get to do yeah. it. One, and I love that, and you know, Rich, this is one of the reasons I'm really glad you were able to tell that story because that was one of the things that made me resonate with you most when we first met is I'm like, this, 
this is a calling for you, right? And that's how I feel about what I do as well. And and truthfully, the vehicle isn't, I don't know how to even put this other than, you know, you could be doing something other than branding, doing this exact same calling, but you found that that's where your calling and your skill set have met in a way that, you know, you feel like this is what I'm meant to do. This is what, you know, you and I believe it's God, right? We believe God put us specifically to solve this problem. I I believe my journey prepared me perfectly to do this. There's no doubt in my mind, this is what I get to do. Uh, and I'm touching a lot of lives and I'll be touching a lot more. I've been hiding, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. You're here. You're not hiding at all. I'm not hiding. <laughs> so, that actually kind of dovetails into another question I had for you because, you know, you've worked with a lot of different brands. I'm just going to say brands, but you've worked with a lot of different people and mm. these people are, I've met a lot of your clients now and a lot of them are what I would consider they're the next generation, right? So they've, they've already done something big, been very successful in one career or another, but they're ready to step into that legacy play, right? And they say, it's about the impact. Use the word impact. I like the word legacy. Mm -hmm. It's they're ready to make an impact. What about the people who don't know what that's going to be? Because I know we've worked with a lot of people. I've worked with a ton of people who they're still trying to figure out how they're going to serve the world. They, they don't know what that calling is yet. How do you help people find that in particular? That's a, that's a tremendous question. So I'm going to answer two questions. Um, when someone is in their you know, and then their forties or fifties or sixties and they struggle with like, well, what is my brand? Well, what's the, I did this, but I want to do this now. How do I, if they have a few decades on them, then they know what brings them joy and asking them the question, Hey, close your eyes and imagine the way that you're you when you're doing what you love doing how that impacts people's lives and ask your heart to give you a person that you know you can impact that you can help and you really want to that works very well when they have some years on them if if they're still figuring out who they are I'm going to go back to, I worked with Lisa Nichols from the movie, The Secret for about four years in her motivating the teen spirit uh, workshops. You didn't know that about me. So I was a facilitator in motivating the teen spirit. And I, and I produced Lisa Nichols workshops in a number of different places uh, for myself and for her, ran Bruce the workshop. And um, I created a curriculum of my own called Empowered Youth Day is a one-day life lessons, life skills workshop. So every hour, there's a new nugget. One of them is who's at your mentor table. 14-year-olds don't know they have a mentor table, but when they find out and they know they can put somebody on it or take them away, that's pretty cool. You know, so it's like, so, and kids at 14, 15, 16, 17, sometimes don't have a clue of what they're interested in or what fascinates them. And we literally covered the screen in the first section with images of things that might interest them, you know, sports and, and 
technology things and, you know, people things and travel things and just cover the screen. And they get to pick, ooh, that looks interesting. So, like, at that age or at any age, if you look at something and go, wow, you know, I kind of want to know more about that. If it has a little reaches out to you, that's sometimes the way people land in what they really love. Steven Spielberg sends letters to new Eagle Scouts. I know because I have two sons who are Eagle Scouts. And he says, hey, I was in Boy Scouts and I did a merit badge called filmmaking. And I fell in love with it. It's like, is that true? Yeah. And he writes a letter. So it's like, you know, who would know that they loved being a podcast host or they loved writing poetry or you know, playing sonnets on a violin. I mean, it's like who, who until you try it. For me, I was in Italy sleeping on the beaches of the island of Elba. I guess I better not tell things. Anyway, but uh, so, uh, <laughs> I saw them water skiing and somebody said to me, I forget how you say skiing, but, you know, hey, there's guys over there like water skiing. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I went over. I must have paid 15 times to go out behind that boat because I was like, this is so cool. I didn't know I could do this. Fell in love with water skiing. Okay. So it, it depends how much life you have under your belt and, and what you've been exposed to. Someone who's never left the little bit in Kansas surrounded by corn kind of eyes get big when they go to the big city. It's that same thing. Light, there's so much life and God's hand is everywhere. Something will fall into your heart and maybe it's just not your time but if they have something they love to do they just don't know what the brand is that's a different story that's when the question well close your eyes picture it thriving what are you doing that you love are you speaking are you coaching one-on-one you a media host are you writing things you know it's like what are you doing when you're thriving i mean you're thriving it's working everything you do is working you're attracting but what are you doing and whom do you clearly see first who does the heart give you ask your heart give me one that you really know you see the impact you can make and you really want to make oh it's the woman with a special needs child with autism that you know, oh, it's that couple that's five years from retirement who does. Oh, it's the it's the sixteen year old who's still struggling with being abused as a child and doesn't you know can't get past making a goal and achieve. It's it's whoever it is. It's that entrepreneur who doesn't know how to be the CEO of her business, and you make them the CEO of her business and her life. It's like there's somebody in your heart, and your heart will give it to you. That's right. pretty amazing. And that's what, and I'm not pontificating here. I'm telling you what I experience every day. And for the last eight years, it's been with individuals, not companies, you know, not a team or marketing communications manager, a VP marketing who speaks for the company, but an individual who has a brand, has an activity, a calling, a gift, a business that they know will benefit other people. Yeah. And I, I love that you've found that for yourself of working with the individual because you know, I've worked with a lot of big marketing firms, a lot of big branding firms, and everybody has a different client. Um, 
<laughs> and they all talk about building a brand or a brand or um, what do they call it? The uh, it's like the dancing monkey. It's like me, right? I'm I'm the dancing monkey of our brand um, personality. <laughs> it's the personality of a brand, right? They always talk <sighs> about this, but then they immediately start talking the language of the brands of, of the business, not of the individual. And it's so right. interesting to me because there's this huge misalignment. I think you've done such a good job of, of doing that with your clients of saying, let's figure out who you are, that big, you know, light up moment where I mean, you said this you know, earlier of, of when you show up to a big city, when you're from a small town, I know that feeling very, very well, your <laughs> eyes are big and you're going, man, this is something new. This is something different. I don't know if I like this yet, but and that, that's, that imagery you gave us was actually very profound because I feel like with a brand, it's that same way where we, we all of a sudden get reluctant sometimes going, am I really the person to fill this? You know, like it's that reluctant hero concept. And I think you did a good job. May I paint a quick picture? So do you know how, when you have a good friend, they go, look, you're really good at this. And you go, I am right. Right. Like they see you more than you see yourself. Well, friends are connect hearts. They're heart connecting. Well, one of the, one of the parts of, the gift I realized I got, and I used to think it was me, but it's, it's a gift is listening to people empathetically and listening, hearing their hearts, what gives them joy. And then sharing with them, do you want to see how that maps out? And they're like, what? (laughs) And then that connecting process, they might be in the big city, but I don't know, but just look, this is what I, you use this word and this word and this word, this, your eyes perked up when you said, you know, it's like I heard. And so imagine this and they go, yeah, (laughs) I get to do this. It's a, it's a connecting thing and it's from the heart. It's not from the head. We can all think up lists. We can all, you know, let's think up your avatar, you know, your micro niche. It's like, that's part of that entrancement that where the system is slapping something on using its, you know, thing to, you know, to, to, to put a brand on you instead of allowing you to become the brand and the brand is purely you big difference. And, uh, I, it's, it'll, it's fun and it's fun for them too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and, and Rich, I feel like we could talk this all day and, and you probably were expecting something different, but I wanted to hear your story and the story you paint for your clients because it's, it's powerful. It's very, very powerful. I've watched you move rooms and it's, it's fun to see that happen. <laughs> so and and not everybody has to do the same things. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to have a book. You don't have, it's what brings you joy. If you love to speak, right. there's lots of speaking opportunity. If you love to write, there's like, if you just like to be in a room with one other person, there's a lot of opportunity, particularly now with the, with zoom and the digital event industry has taken the place and will never go. I don't think it'll ever go away. I'll say, I believe it'll never go away because people don't have to fly. They don't have to drive. They don't have to pay $2,000 just to get to a hotel, to get the train. They just walk to their office and jump on zoom. It's remarkable. And so I went from clients in Southern California to clients all over the United States and outside the United States because I could be on a podcast or a, and I've been on podcast or speaking at events in Australia and UK the same day. It's like, right. how do you do that without a plane? It's Zoom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a small world and, you know, praise God that 
it gets to be so much more efficient and so much more effective, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Rich, let me, let me ask you this just to kind of wrap up the interview here. You know, we've been talking a lot about finding your calling and finding, okay, who, who am I? How, how do I fit into this great world, I guess, is what I would say. So for you, what's, what's one little piece of homework you could give our audience where they could go out today and get a significant win, a, a significant step towards finding their calling? Okay, I I listened to that question, and you you have different end on that question than I expected. So, the answer to that: What can you do right now to take a step toward your significant calling? And it will sound repetitive, but I will be explicit. Ready? Close your eyes and ask yourself: Hey, when what I love to do, what I'm thinking about doing, were I to do this and really make a go of it, were I to really follow my feeling, and I was really thriving, what would that look like? Am I traveling the world? Is my work in 20 languages? Am I just developing a clientele that are friends for the rest of my life 20 miles from my home? Think about it. What does it look like? Use the power of your imagination to imagine thriving, doing what you love. And and don't think about doing something you don't want to do. Think about something that brings you joy. It might be one aspect of something that you love. It brings you joy, but all the rest that has to, you, you don't like that. Okay, we'll get other people to do that. That's the world. It's okay. You get to do what brings you joy. And now that you have a picture of that in your mind's eye, you ask yourself, whom will that really help? What person, and ask your heart, do I clearly see? I mean, in your mind's eye, impacting when you're thriving. And you really want to impact them. That's It'll come from your heart. Just ask your heart for one at a time. Because, you know, you can't do 20, just one. And write it down and kind of describe what is it about them that makes it perfect? The fact that, you know, a woman has a special needs child and she's a single mom is really important. The fact that people haven't done their homework to save what they should have saved for retirement. What is it? What makes them the ones that you know you can really impact? And, and then write down the impacts that you clearly see having. Well, they reframe who they see themselves. They reframe something about themselves or the world. They learn a new skill set. Impacts go higher and higher. Ooh, they apply the skill set and they make different results. Ooh, they use those results to impact the world around them. They become bigger supporters in the community. Ooh, they teach what they learn to other people. Ooh, they just write down the impacts. That will give you a foundation of clarity. And, you know, at any time you can, you can jump on my calendar at richrichbrands.org. We'll give you two options. One says, talk to Rich for 30 minutes, you know, it's like, right. And go from there. But uh, that's $1,500 free for you right there. It's like, but yeah. that's, you know, you, you who do you talk to? People like me should be on a yacht or a boat or a, or a, you know, their private beach. I'm doing what I'm doing. I get to help people 
move their lives forward. But that's the first two steps. Imagine thriving and what you're doing, literally as detailed as you can. And then whom does your heart hand you first? And once you do one, say, okay, heart, give me another one. This is the foundation and nothing is better than that. It tangibilizes everything from the right, from the beginning. Hear this one more statement because I don't want to leave you feel like you're hanging. People evolve. Brands evolve, even big, big ones. The world evolves around us. Technologies change. New competitors show up. Something goes in and out of stock. Yeah. So you will evolve too. And when you lock on to the process, you own it and you can evolve it without thinking, oh my gosh, I need to like become something else. You're you and you're not going to change that. But evolving directions or creating legs for a brand where there's different directions you can take it. And you, we build that in the very beginning in the way we create the, the tagline that says what the brand does. There's a big difference between Bobby's five-minute pizza delivery, get it fast, get it hot, and Bobby's five-minute pizza delivery, the first step in the life-changing culinary experience. He's got a lot of legs with the culinary. He could teach, you know, cordon bleu skills. If he wanted to, you know, online, he could be doing the White House, you know, event next week. You do that in the beginning, um, but to, uh, of of, uh, of of saying sort of what you do, but you know, start with picturing it. And if it's like I hate that, then don't do it. But if it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like if I really could do, I would. Great. Realizing that down the road, five years from now, two years from now, ten years, you might evolve. It's okay. You're you.